Hello, good evening, and welcome to another fabulous winning Villa Park podcast. I mean, boys, George and Martin. Martin, you were on a good five, ten minutes before. George, always just just in right on time. I saw you, I saw you come into the backstage, like sneaking at the back post. But lads, I just <laughs> said to Martin before, still buzzing after yesterday. I mean, what can you say? Oh, unbelievable performance! I mean, it was just—it was—it was—it was written in the stars, wasn't it? It was just, you know, like Brighton and Brentford drew with each other, Bournemouth going to be Fulham, Liverpool going to lose to Man City, and we going to beat Chelsea. I said it in the last episode, and and I said if that happens, and you're really in the mist, and now I'm just I'm buzzing because we're not, we're only two points off sixth place, and yeah, if well, you just keep the momentum going. Oh no, mate! I know. Well, we'll get we'll get into that. We'll, we've obviously going to break down the full game. We're going to talk about Leicester coming up on Tuesday, but and talk about you know the chance that we've potentially got. But yeah, George, your thoughts on Saturday? Just you know, what a win! Yeah, great three points. Um, good weekend for us, as you said there, Mark. All the results have gone our way, and the Villa of old, we'd have gone and blown that, wouldn't we? We'd have gone and lost the game. But mm. say so things things feel a little bit different now, and. Um, yeah, I, I, fan, I fancied us all week, all last week. I told anyone that wanted to know that we were going to win this game. And, well, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, we, yeah. the, the players look confident and we, and we, you know, we won and won the game and deservedly so. Absolutely. Again, we'll get into the stats. We'll get into the chances, the, you know, the goals that we scored, the, um, you know, just the, 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 the general defensive shape that we've got as well and the confidence that we're showing in terms of our, our play. So, I mean, this, the comments are flying in. Guys, if you are new to the channel or if you're watching again, please smash that like button. Help us, help us grow the channel. Please do subscribe if you're new, um, and uh, and if you want to donate and get a super chat in, then please click that dollar sign and get and and get a, a support in the channel. Um, obviously, everything goes into the channel. So yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Lee says it's going to be a busy old month, fellas. Absolutely. I mean, games coming thick and fast. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that. Gaza. What a win that was. Absolutely buzzing. About time we'd done them, especially at Stamford Bridge too. They were lucky as earlier in the season at Villa Park. Absolutely. Up the Villa, says Villa 1982. Geordie Villain in the house. Well, that was fun. 100%. <laughs> Hello, guys. Yeah. Lee says, yeah, so good. Um, who else we got? Duncan says, evening all. Evening, Duncan. Great to have you in. Alfie's Reef says, evening. Yep, great to have you in, mate. Brush, like, share and subscribe. See, we've got United fans joining us as well. T1's in the house. Hey, my people. Hey, hey. I'm in such high spirits up the villa. 100%. Villa 1982. Hello, all ready for a good podcast tonight. Yes, mate. So are we. And as you know, you guys make it. So with your comments. Molly boy, good evening. Yes. Duncan <laughs> says, was a huge six-pointer and the lads won it. A lot of the results went our way too. Exactly what you said, Martin. Exactly what you said. Uh, look it. at the European places now. Um, we'll, we'll have a quick comment on that because I was obviously on a on a. Uh, I, I do a lot for the Loaded Mag boys on uh, Newcastle fans, and they do a <clears throat> a section called Battleground Europe. And I was at the start of the season. We went on kind of aspirations for Europe and midway through the season when Emery came in, went back on sort of, obviously it was about trying to keep Stay in the up. league at, at, at the time. Yeah. I was mm. on a couple of weeks ago and, you know, I was saying, look, we're, we, we're at least deserve to be in the conversation. Maybe I don't think that we'll get it, but we at least deserve to be in the com- conversation. But now, like you said, uh, Martin, two points off sixth, 
one point off Liverpool. We've got to be in this conversation, haven't we? Absolutely. And I mean, we could not have asked for a better scenario before before going into the Chelsea game of Liverpool losing, you know, a draw between Brentford and Brighton, admittedly. That was a bit of a roller coaster game, wasn't it? Like one nil, one one, two, one three. It was just going up and down. I was like, Well, yes, just draw. And then Bournemouth going to do us a favour. I mean, of all teams, to do us a favour, I didn't think Bournemouth was going to do it because when Fulham had won that up, it was like, oh, here we go, the floodgates going to open. But in fairness, one cracking goal from Trevier into the top corner and then a bit of a scrappy goal, which you, but in a little perspective, you take it and that's exactly what we needed. And then the Villa game speaks for itself, doesn't it? The performance was just excellent and it just really, really throws us in the misc. And now we've got Leicester on Tuesday. I think a lot of Villa fans now make myself could go into this one with a little bit of nerves because potentially a new manager bounce. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's that chance that's, that's right in front of us. Villa uh, 1982, St. Pot has been sacked. I'll have to check that. Obviously, we know Brendan Rodgers has been, which, again, we'll get into. Michael is in the house. Evening, fantastic win for the boys with another control performance. Confidence is good. Short message for me as I'm watching the women. Yeah, they're oh, really- he has. He has. Oh, wow. Is he gone? Is he gone? Well, there you go. Two seconds in one day. That's 13 managers now this season out of 20. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely crazy. Geordie Villain says, I suppose it'd be more related, but I've known we were going to beat Chelsea and finally go top half for a month now. Think I'm going to stop making predictions and try and enjoy it more. Rachel <laughs> says, hi, everyone. Yeah, Potter's been sacked. Geordie wow. uh, Villain, the other half of my prediction, Villa go top half April 1st and Potter gets sacked. Deontay's in the house. Delightful win now. It's time to order more Villa gear, 100%. Gary Howlett, hi everyone. What's happening with this Aston Villa team? Wow, yes. Hmm. Uh, is Rogers a good sacking? We'll 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 talk about that after we'll talk Chelsea game first, but we'll get into that. Uh Mark Stevenson, since Unai took charge, we are third in the form table. That is nuts. Well, George, I'll come to you because I was watching match of the day last night when I when I got in from a, a, a good a good night out, which turned into a great night out once we once we I knew yeah. we'd won. Um but you know. I know you were saying you want Villa to kind of stay under that radar. And yesterday, match of the day, was the first time they started talking about, you know, Villa being third in the form table, uh, you know, this kind of beating teams around us and all that. Now we're starting to be in the shout. Are you are you kind of erring on the side of caution then with, with kind of us being talked about? Yeah, a little bit. I just, I just think, I just think it's better off that way. You know what I mean? You know, I was watching, I watched it, I actually just watched it a minute ago before we come on just to refresh myself. But like it was almost like we caught them a bit unaware. Like Richards didn't know what to say, did he? he was like, um, um, oh, they've done all right, but uh, Danny Ings has gone, and, and Danny Ings was playing on the left. I'm like, no, no, he wasn't. You haven't been watching this, really, have you? Yes. You know, you just got the hype today, and you, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Villa are in the, uh, you know, they're, in, they're all of a sudden they're in the mix. But yeah, I, I just personally, I prefer to just go under the radar. You get no speculation mm. then about Emery and all that, you know. Like as you say, Chelsea now we're really looking for a manager. So I just I just like to bubble along in the background, mate. Yeah. The past have, have bubbled in the background and um, you know, and, and done better. As well, but on the Sky Sports you see at the beginning where uh your man said to Hasselbank, you know, Chelsea could get a win here for a bit of a European push while Villa are sitting comfortably in eleventh. Yeah. Two teams on the same points. Yeah, let them say it, mate. I don't care to be fair. You know, we know, we know what's going on, don't we? 
Yeah, we know what's going on, but at the same time, it's a little bit annoying when two teams are on the same points. Yeah. They're in the exact same scenario. So why does one get more recognition than the other? You it's know? because we've been marooned in mid-table all season and people yeah. have just forgotten us. That's so simple as that. It That's is true. the expectation, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I agree. It's good to pick up those wins, be consistent, get a style of play that we've got. And then you've got that momentum going into the the next, the last seven or eight games. I mean, lots of people have been telling me, you know, Brighton have got a great side. Brentford have got a great side. You know, well, I'm sorry, but if you, if you put, I was thinking today, you put our 11 against their 11s, like, this, we're, we're, we're better. Yeah, that's been the case for the last couple of years, though. Yeah. It hasn't worked out. Yeah, like I know, that. I know, I know. But what I mean is, everyone says what brilliant teams they are. But I'd still fancy, I fancy us to beat Brighton at our place. I fancy us to get a good result against Brentford. Like, we, we, we shouldn't fear anyone. You know, obviously, Newcastle at home is going to be really tough. Tuesday night's going to be tough. But I don't fear us going against anyone. And I don't see, you know, we've got the best goalkeeper in the world. We've got the one of the most informed strikers in the country. We've got Louise, who I'll talk about later, playing like just out of his skin at the moment. The centre-backs, we've got the, one of the most settled pairings at, at, at centre-back at the minute. Like, what about Villa? That What is it about Villa that makes people think that we, we're not as good as the Brentfords or the Brightons? I'm, I'm just not. I don't get it. It's just a trend thing, I mate, I think. Yeah. I yeah, just think yeah. it's how they're down two teams have started their season. Like, they've started off on a high. And everybody's going, oh, Brentford and Brighton. Oh, my God, they could be getting a European push. And we've just kind of creeped in yeah. after starting off so poorly with Gerrard. And people are probably thinking, will it be lucky to stay up? And then when Unai came in, they were all saying, you know, they'll yeah, probably get top half. And now we're creeping in. And he's chopped a lot of the lads off the team, kept whoever he's kept. And they're playing better. You know what yeah. this is reminding me of? Do you remember that season under um, O'Leary? Yeah. When we 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 kind of done something like this, we yeah, yeah. we were about. I think we were in the bottom three at like Christmas, and then we ended up like top six. Just had a great second half. Yeah, of the season. just just yeah. creeped it. Just creeped yeah. it. Yeah. Does if like you've made a great point, George, that Michael Richards has suddenly kind of jumped on the. You know, we had to start talking about Villa. Um, I, and look, I don't blame them. They've got to they've got to concentrate on the big boys, right? But it's almost as if they forgot that Unai Emery is... They've only just realised that Unai Emery is our manager. They've only just realised that Gerard's gone. Like, I guess because they've had because we've had the World Cup, they've maybe only looked at Villa since January and gone, oh, bloody hell, they've started getting some results here. Whereas before before the World Cup, we, we beat Man United, we beat Brighton, we beat Tottenham. Like, it's not just... It's not that we've just started playing well. It's that we've kind of put these results together consistently. Mm. And... Yeah, it's it, it, it's 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 good in a way, but it's yeah, I, I don't. It's not getting on my nerves, but it's just it's just one of those things that it just make makes you laugh a little bit to say like we've got absolutely no chance of getting into Europe because Brighton and Brentford are so much better than us. When I'm not I'm not hundred percent seeing it, but yeah, let's let's go let's go through more comments. Uh, Alfie Reeves said our last five games, uh, our last five game record matches City and only Arsenal are doing better. If there was a time to do something, it's now. T1, the universe owes us this one after being in 11th place for two years. <laughs> Marine Boy already said Gerard to Chelsea, so now he's saying Cheltenham, my mistake. Um, <laughs> Molly Boy says, not going to lie, we were doomed under Gerard and Unai goes so in-depth in his tactics and it's the same players Gerard had. It's to- two totally different teams. That's I think it's just a mentality. Mate. I just Great think it's comment. two different mentalities. Yeah, yeah. 
Our highest league position this season says Duncan will be on the last day. Yeah, That'll so, be Duncan. great, mate. That'll be great. Chelsea have to sell players in the summer, says Jack. Who would you lads take? Oh, good question. What do you think? Well, who'd, we, who'd we take from Chelsea? Yeah. God, I yeah, like, like just said the other day, they've got so many bloody players, haven't they? Like people like, okay, like Loftus Cheek and people like that will be on the fringes. I know he played yesterday, didn't he? But I'm not sure he's a regular there. He's always been linked with Villa in the past, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure who we could get. I've always quite liked Loftus Cheek, but he's he's not he's not big enough. He's he's not he, he gets injured injured uh, too much for me. Yeah. But in terms of height and and kind of stature, I, I'd like him. Just have to shout out Rod. Felix if you get into if we get into Europe. Yeah, I just have to shout out Rod here for ten dollar super chat. Uh, I love Unai Emery. That is all. Thank you so much, mate. Yeah, we That's all love Unai Emery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all love him. Um, just some more comments. Uh, then we'll get into the game. Um, John Steele, I want Villa to drag Newcastle out of the top four. We have the manager they wanted. Gaza says, Rich, remember last week when quite a few lads were asking what our Villa podcast was doing on the Race for Europe podcast chat? That's what I was just saying before, mate. It's, you know, I, I, I tweeted them yesterday. I said, you know, maybe maybe we do deserve to be in the conversation now. Just just reminding them a little bit. Um, Rachel, we are a team now rather than individuals. Mm. Um, Villa 1982, I love it when people dish us. Then we can show them what we can be. Stick two fingers up to them. Yeah. Duncan says he'd take Felix and Kante. Yeah, Kante would be good. But it's has been injured. Kante's starting to creep injuries into his game. Yeah. These last couple of years, yeah. he's disappeared really, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Villa have conceded one goal in the last five games, and that was a dodgy pen. Is that yeah. right? Is it one one goal in five? Yes, yeah. Because that's yeah, the yeah. first yeah. time on the penalty, yeah. 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 So I didn't realise that. Villain says there's a massive media bias against Midlands teams when you're abroad. It's so blindingly obvious. I agree with that. That's true. Too. Yeah. Wolves broke that pattern for a bit when they had their one good season, and Leicester when they won the Prem. But it's there. Yeah. Yeah. There it. is. There is about Birmingham and stuff like it's kind of a down playing of Birmingham. Um, Joanna Martinez both saying we are targeting European football. Duncan said Gerard to take Chelsea to the championship. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it is Mount. People are saying Mount. Right, let's let's get into the game anyway. Guys, um, if you are uh, if you if you're new to the channel, like we've got over 50 watching already, which is crazy. Um, so thanks so much for your support. Smash that like button. If we could get over hundred likes on, on the, this today's video, it'd be amazing. So please do hit that like button. Um, do subscribe if you're new to the channel. And if you do want to contribute like Rod has done tonight, then please, please, please do. Any any support is amazingly appreciated. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's get into the game because um, two, two teams that obviously are in similar positions in the league. We know what Potter likes to do with his teams. Um, I've got your team up, Martin, because that's basically the team that started. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's not. Bailey's in there. Bailey's yeah. in there. Sorry. Um, I think it was Kevin's team that had the yeah, start. Yeah, Kevin's team had, had the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so, George, your thoughts on that starting 11 and and kind of how we how we started the game? Yeah, well, to say that, as I just said, the team that I predicted the other day was the team we played. And obviously, that's what I, thought I wanted to happen. Um, yeah, onto the game. We, um, it was a bit, of a, a bit of a frenetic start, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. within five minutes, we've... We nearly went through. Watkins missed a really good chance, didn't he? Sort of lacked a bit of composure. And then straight from that, then they nearly scored at the other end. So you're like, yeah. oh, God, it's going to be one of these um, end-to-end games. And it kind, of, it kind of was in a way. It was just kind of whoever was more more um, ruthless in front of goal. Yeah, I'll tell you what puzzled me a little bit, uh, George, is 
the formation that um, the formation that Potter started with, he had Reese James as the right-sided centre back and Loftus Cheek as the right wing back. And that didn't. I didn't. I didn't get that. Overcomplicated it. Yeah. Mm. I didn't. I didn't get that. And then there was a lot. Joao Felix was dropping into a lot of different positions. Mudrick was dropping into a lot of positions. And yeah, it seems to me that it's almost trying to be too clever for their own good, for his own good, before he's kind of, you know, I know he's had a lot of players thrust on him, but he's, he, he's been trying to be too clever for his own good and trying to overcoach these players a little bit, whereas Villa were just like, right, stick to this plan, st- be solid, and, <clears throat> you know, you'll, 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 you'll grow into the game and you'll, you'll get chances just by, just by doing that. And that's kind of how it panned out. Oh, that's too, George. Sorry, mate. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. It, 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 was, <laughs> sorry, it was indeed. We, we've seen quite a few of these away performances this season, haven't we? Similar to that. We just yeah. sort of, you know, like, the, 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 I keep hearing this word now, transition. And that and we are dangerous, aren't we? If if, if another team loses the ball, we, we, we're going from back to front, like, really quickly and, you know, creating a threat. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, I know Uno wanted a bit more control of the ball, but sometimes technically superior teams like Chelsea... That has to go out the window, and then if this is all, this is the best way to get them. And then why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, 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 obviously, and it, and it transpired like that. I know there was a, there was a, an, uh, a chance with obviously you said we had a chance with Watkins, um, but there was that a chance for Mudrick, I think, where Kamara gave the ball away. Um, he should have scored, really, shouldn't he? Yeah, really should have scored. And I guess it was a bit of a rude awakening for Kamara, wasn't it, Martin? Like, in, And I think he was carrying a little bit of a knock or the game was a little bit too fast for him, but that was kind of echoed back to that. I know it wasn't a great ball for Martinez, but it echoed back to that Leicester game, didn't it? And great substitution at half-time for Emery to see that and make the change as quickly as he did. Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of had a feeling that I thought this game was going to be a bit too early for Kamara because of the injury that he was carrying for a while. And when he got that little bit of a tackle, he felt the same spot. So it probably was a little bit too early for him. And the pace of the game was just a bit too much. On a different day, yeah, like on a different day, him fully fit. He controls the tempo. He's setting the play. and But it just wasn't his day. So for Emery to spot that and put Callum Chambers in, and at the start, admittedly, we all went, oh, no, not him in the midfield in this type of game. But he went with different formation. He went with five lads in the back, two in the midfield, or three in the midfield, sorry, two up top. And Callum Chambers was solid. He was really, really solid. And we got our due, due award for a two. We got another goal. Great goal yeah. as well. So yeah. it, it worked. 100%, mate. And... Yeah, obviously, to get into that position, we had to obviously score in the first half. And you mentioned, George, that Watkins had missed that early chance. But a ball, Louise does really well against uh, Kai Havertz, wriggles away from him, plays a nice, dangerous ball over the top. Not sure what Cucurella and uh, Koulibaly were doing, but Watkins comes through and cool as you like, lobs it over uh, Kepa and uh, gets his fifth, fifth away goal in a row. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, Watkins of six months ago probably goes into his shell after missing that early chance. But mm. the form he's in at the moment, you know, his confidence is high. 
And, you know, it was an absolute gift wrap for us, wasn't it? Like you say, with the um, Cucurella header, yeah, and Watkins took it really coolly, a little nice lob over the keeper and, you know, and he ambled off celebrating. He didn't even seem too fussed, Watkins. It's almost like no, he's he becoming, knew, this is he? standard now, this is what yeah. I do. Yeah, he just knew, he just knew. And, yeah. uh, I mean, what what a striker we've got at the minute, Martin. And he really gave Koulibaly the runaround yesterday. Absolutely, and he manhandled them too. You know, this Koulibaly, they had to, like when Chelsea signed them at the start of the season, a lot of fans were probably going, that's a good signing. Like, he is proper rock solid, because you would have seen him in the Champions Leagues, playing against these teams, absolutely bullying strikers. But since he's come to the Premier League, he hasn't done any of that, has he? I've not seen one standout game from Koulibaly. And especially seeing it yesterday, Watkins absolutely ran him ragged. And now, between him and Cucurella, just no communication whatsoever. Like, it looked like Cucurella was kind of coming back that way. Koulibaly <coughs> wants to go forward, and none of them called the ball. And that's admittedly what cost it. Mm. You know, so... It's Koulibaly, it was shocking, but that just goes to show how good Watkins was. Exactly. You've got to, you've got to take your chance. And yeah, five five goals in five consecutive away games. The first yeah, he's the first player, player to do that. Yeah, yeah, just, just he's incredible. Seven in nine now he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Um, Duncan says, no fan of 4 3 4. I don't know if. I think it might mean 4 3 3, mate, because that'd be too many players on the pitch. 4 2 3 2 or 4 2 2 2, best. Yeah. Gary Howlett says Chelsea were unlucky, 23 chance and just no striker, but I don't care. Yeah. We will get, we will talk with on the stats in a bit because, yeah, I don't. We got battered, don't, didn't we, on the stats? Yeah, look battered, but I don't think nah. it's quite what the stats say. But as I say, we'll, we'll get into that soon. Jason says Villa on the rise, 100%. You know what it um, felt like? It felt, sorry, go on, go on, Rich. Uh, Marks, I saw a couple of vlogs where our away fans were giving Carney the good old Carney, what's the score? Carney, Carney, what's the score? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Villa on tour. I know Max was on there. Um, Chelsea weren't unlucky. They were poor, says Nigel. Uh, Potter is literally herding cats. Way too much choice, says Lee. Jason says, imagine when Unai gets his own players in. Yeah, it's so exciting. Mm. Potter has been sacked. Uh, Callum, yeah, feel for Potter. just sacked him. Uh, 100% says uh, Gaza for Jason. Uh, Gary says Kamara wasn't ready for that game. No. Villa in 1982 says that Chambers was brilliant, like you said, and and a great tactic, piece of tactical nous from uh, from Unai. Rod says to answer the question, I would take Reese James to compete with Cash. Oh, 100% take Reese James, but good luck with that one, lads. Big bigger clubs than us, mate. And Mark Stevenson got a feel for Potter, gets to manage Chelsea for six months and gets a 10 million payout for getting fired. Yeah, Jason says, Yeah, we want Jack back. I don't think that's happening either, mate. Um, Molly boy, I thought Chambers was quality, done everything right, and McGinn was player of the match. By well, yeah, let let's talk about him now because uh, John McGinn. I mean, uh, scores scores after twenty minutes or whatever for Scotland. He's not scored for Villa all season. Uh, hits the bar in the first half, George. Where you think that's almost like a carbon copy of his last goal he scored against Crystal Palace. Yeah. But then second half, 50, 57 minutes, I think it was. Uh, probably a poor corner from Louise. Comes back out to to uh, Ramsey, who lays it across. I didn't think he quite put enough on it, but begins running in and just thinks, right, sub this. I'm just going to hit this and curls into the bottom corner and cue cue limbs in the away end, mate. I mean, what a what a goal. Oh, it was a great goal, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. He loved that one. Was it? Yeah, sort of made a, made a bit of a scene in the pub as you do. 
<laughs> me too. Me too. Yeah. It was funny because as he's hit the shot, for some reason, the sound was ahead of the, 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 the stream a little bit. So like, I knew it was in as he's hit. So I was like, well, I've got to go now. And I? I know, I know it's in already. So jumping around like a madman as you do. But yeah, you know, that's well overdue, that goal from McGinn. God, they were saying earlier he hadn't scored since 2021. So, you know, year and a half, whatever, since he's scored a goal. But yeah, he took that. The technique was fantastic. You know, mm. rifled it right in the corner. And um, I think from there, we all knew that it was three points, wasn't it? Yeah, and considering they've got 100 and, what is it, £105 million pounds there, midfield. Uh, is it Fernandez? Mm. Uh, I mean, McGinn. McGinn, on the pitch, told, he? yeah, McGinn absolutely bossed that midfield. And McGinn so, cost two point five million. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, fantastic performance. And Martin, he said like in interviews, he's been very honest in interviews, saying that he's not really played as well as he could for the probably the last year or so. And it's since the last kind of maybe three or four months that he's probably took a long hard look at himself and. He's just looking like a totally different player. And I know I've mentioned it in, in, in podcasts previously that because of the way that we're playing now with players in and around the ball, he all of a sudden looks like he's got options on the ball. He's not having to beat, he's not having to work too hard to find the pass. And yeah. this is the this is the player that you're getting. These this is the player you're getting out of Louise. This is the player that you're getting out of Ramsey because they've got so many options on the ball. And it's it's just great to see these midfielders playing with such confidence, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, under Gerard, you know, Gerard was always the thing of, I'm looking for a bit of magic. But we John McGinn's not give it away, didn't we? Well, I'm not sure what's changed yeah. now, but like you said, because we now his... pass the ball, we don't lose it. Yeah. yeah, because the way it was with Gerard, it's like he it was like this longer range of risky passing. And if it worked, you were in great positions, but didn't really work. So with Emery, everyone's so close and box and it's just moving and ticking. And the players look 10 times better. And it shows, really does show him again. And his pressing off the ball now is back to the John McGinn we all know and love. He was absolutely immense and deserved that man of match performance. And even the Sky commentator said he was everywhere tonight. He looks like he's everywhere. found a lot of pace as well. Literally. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where he got that pace from. Where, where, where did he ever get that pace it from? Like, now, just goes to show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the world is covered of 70% of water. The rest is covered by John McGinn. <laughs> you say, you've changed you've changed from the camber now. You've changed from the camber. Who is actually doing very well at Luton Town, I'll have you I'll have you know. Yeah. I think they're way he made, up he made, there in the he made ten tackles or something, yeah, I think. The most the championship yeah. players made in a single game. Yeah, so when, when the Campbell man is doing all right. I think they love him, you know, Luton they absolutely love yeah. him. Oh, we had a very unhappy house here yesterday because obviously my uh, my missus and the father in law are both Watford season ticket oh, holders. Yeah. So Watford Luton's the local derby and Luton absolutely smashed them yesterday. What was the yeah, score? Yeah. I don't even know. 2-0, it was easy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, very unhappy um, household after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gaza says, how good were McGinn and Young up against Cucurella and Chilwell, by the way? Yeah, Ashley oh, Young, wow. a real solid performance. I think I was slightly concerned about Young playing against Chelsea, but you were very confident in him, Martin, and, uh, you know, he, he, he had a great game, and obviously one, one occasion where he got us... It was definitely a push in the back, but he, he made sure it was a push yeah. in the back, didn't he? He definitely yeah. made sure of it. But another def- great performance yeah. from someone who's 37, is he now? And still, like, it's unreal what he's, what he's bringing to Villa this season, isn't it? Oh, stop. He definitely made a meal out of that push in the back. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know. he's, he's streetwise, Martin, isn't he? He knows the game. He, 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 do you know what I really love? 
It's the fact mm. he doesn't. He refuses to let opposition players influence the ref. He's constantly in there, isn't he? Like they're yeah. trying to like oh. trying to separate the ref, and Young is just constantly popping up in front of the ref. Yeah, like he's jumped up and he felt a little bit of two hands there, and he went, "All right, boom." Yeah, <laughs> and literally, the ref just went, "No, pushing back." And VAR didn't even contest there, nothing. It was just brilliant. And he was winding up Chilwell and Kukurella all game. What, 20 years at the top level, you know, that's the experience he's Winning got. Titles. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said the last one there, Rich, that, you know, you were slightly concerned. But I said, babe, look who he's played against. He played against Huming, so he kept him in his pocket. And I had no doubt he was going to do the same thing against Chelsea because I look at Chelsea and their attack and threat. It's not much of a threat. Sure, admittedly, they had some serious chances. But at the same time, Young played out of his skin and put in a serious shift, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gary says, hope Chelsea don't come sniffing around Emery. Yes, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we always do stuff like that. Martin well, I, don't, I, don't think he would, I don't think he would go, mate. Nah, he's he's onto a good thing at Villa. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, Dico Blanco says Martinez was a hero. George, again, you know, some really vital saves and uh, showing why he's a... a Top level goalkeeper. So, and some of the in the second half in particular, some of the claiming of crosses was just exactly what we need. Just, just confident now, isn't he? And another one that streetwise that's now been about a bit, and they just refuses to get bullied. But yeah, he made yeah two or three top saves, and he just, he just sort of felt he wasn't going to concede. You know, you, it's, it's great having a goalkeeper like that that you can believe in. Was if we yeah. believe in him, obviously the centre backs do as well. 100%. And Marine Boy, is Kamara okay and fit for Tuesday? I, I think so. I think so. I just think, like you lad said, I think it was probably just slightly too soon for him that game, but I think he'll be fit. Alan Bennett says, hi, lads. Hi, mate. Thanks for joining the ch- uh, the show. Um, Duncan says, there will be plenty of takers for Potter. He'll wait to see who goes down. Yeah, I don't think he'll struggle. Jason, I was thinking McGinn might come good after the Scotland display. 100%, mate. He was fantastic. Um, Chelsea should break the bank and get Gerard in. Clearly, a big player manager. Um, Part to Leicester or Rogers to Chelsea for the rest of the season, maybe. Just a little bit on Chelsea. Um, I will go into the stats in a second. Um, but I do feel like there's a little bit of a lack. Well, obviously, Pot has gone now, but I did feel like there was a little bit of a lack of a stature in terms of a manager. Like, I felt like. Almost feel like they need they just needed someone just to tell them that their that their shit stinks almost like just just to get into them like I I, I just can't, couldn't imagine like the way that the way that Potter was talking in that interview about oh well McGinn's xG on his shot like that he scored from wasn't wasn't high and we we still created lots of chances yeah mate but you, you the delusion is in front of you you lost the game like. You can't tell the players after they've lost a game that you're, ex- you're expected to be heading for the Champions League. You can't tell your players after they've lost 2-0 to Aston Villa that they've still played well. It just doesn't work like that. You know, Ferguson or, or Conte or Mourinho at Chelsea wouldn't have been telling these players in the dressing room that they've played well. Like, it just doesn't it just doesn't compute like that, does it? And I just feel like that's ultimately, I think, what's cost him his job. Like, it's, the, it's, it's almost like the stubbornness to see to to not see what's in front of you because of the principles that you've got. And sometimes you've got to be like, well, look, I need to just tell the players what's what at the moment and, and, and it just it, it ain't working. Well, thing is, though, I think he was sold a, a project, wasn't he? As they all say, everything's a project in it until you start losing. Yeah. I think, like, you know, they've, they've bought so many players this season 
how many has he really pieced? You know, it's like a kid in a sweet shop, that owner, isn't he? He's just said, right, here you go. Have him 80 million, 90 million, 70 million. Now just win. You know, there weren't, there's not many big personalities and men in that squad. I mean, did you, did you see that video a few weeks ago of um, they were coming out of the tunnel for a game and it was at the start of the game and Asper Laquella sort of, he was the captain and he turned around, he's like, come on, lads, you know, you're all up for this. And you just see a line of players that were just silent. Sluggish. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't give a shit, mate, you know, and it was, it was no. like, you know, and you could see him thinking, God, this is this is what I'm running out into battle with. You know, I just think, I mean, what, why did they ever really get rid of Thomas Tuchel? Let's face it, he was doing a solid job, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, it's come back yeah. to fire. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what have we got? Rachel says, I wouldn't worry about uh, Emery, wouldn't go anywhere near that mess. It's not how he works. Jason said, we're not selling again. Other clubs can get stuffed. Uh, <laughs> Potter to Leicester makes sense from Nigel. Molly you know, says, I don't like it. When, when, a, when a manager gets sacked, you don't go straight into another job straight away because you've no, got too time. much on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a bit like Dean Smith when he went to Norwich, remember? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Players are so confident on the ball, turning and running at players. Yeah, 100%. Emery has been perfect for Guinea, says Lee. Uh, John says Potter's sacking is a disgrace. Chelsea played well. They just don't have a strike. If they allowed Potter to sign the players he wanted, they'd be in a different animal. Yeah, it's just a total mess there. Um, but, I kind of disagree you know, with the fact that he said money that. At it. I kind of disagree with the fact that he said if they allowed him to sign the players he wanted. I mean, they... Like, who made those signings? Like, I think some of them were part of signings, and I think some of them were probably the owner signings. But at the same time, you can, like, if they signed that many players, surely some of them had to be signed from part, you know? Well, we don't. Well, yeah, we, we, I mean, I'm, yeah, he'd have to probably have the last say, but he's probably just like, yeah, okay, just get him in. Like, I, I don't know, but it's, it did, did seem very much muddled. And maybe they were hoping to get players out as well as bring players in, but. When the players are on that high wages, it's difficult yeah. to get them out. That's um, exactly. It's a shame. It's a shame as well. It's another English manager failed at a big club, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, and how many more chances are they going to get? Because it always seems to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Herelio Gomez says, Herelio Gomez chats and snacks says, what a name that is. George Buendia was quiet. I prefer him in the number 10 rather than on the wing, to be honest. Like, it was probably wasn't his most, yeah, definitely wasn't one of his most uh, productive games, was it? But, I mean, he still he still got on the ball where he could, and we we that's where you know away from home he's he's going to be like that because we talked about this on the pod like his physicality he works really hard but his physicality isn't great so unless you're getting him in space on the ball when it's a backs against the wall type performance he's not going to feature that much is he? It's always the area where at least the least things happen for us, isn't it? Down that down that right side, yeah. You know, it's always either Bailey or Buendia. It's more more everything always seems to be coming down the other side with like Moreno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Moreno grew into the game. I thought, I thought he played really well in the second half. Yeah. And yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll just quickly run through some more comments. Then we'll get into the stats. Um, uh, so Lee says Guinea has always covered ground. Couldn't under Gerrard's ball and chain. Jason says Ashley Young keeps proving me wrong. Rod Ashley Young was playing football long before we worked the, walked the earth, and he would be playing football long after we gone. <laughs> Jason said he's one of our own. Mark says, speak for yourself. I remember his debut against Newcastle way back in the day. Yeah, yeah way I mean, back in love, the day. A lot of love for Ashley Young. Uh, Mark says, we lost the game, actually, but Young was in Korea. That, 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 he gets a new deal, game, surely. Man. He gets another year. I'd yeah, say. he has to be. has to be. Oh, yeah, Martinez wants to be, wants to have... The, he's got the most clean sheets for Villa. Yeah, he, he got that, didn't he, yesterday in Bosnich... Uh, Sent him a video as well, which was great. Um, Nagelsmann's felt favourite for Chelsea. 
Uh, yeah, Gaza wasn't imp- too impressed with Buendia. Um, yeah, Marine Boy, who invented XG? It's a load of old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time match of the day, yep, yep. Uh, Villa women lost to, yeah, or lose. I think it was 3 0 last yeah. time I checked, unfortunately. Uh, worst run club, Everton or Chelsea? Everton. Yeah, it's got to be Everton at the moment, hasn't it? Although Dice, I think, will hopefully, will, will pretty much steady that ship, I think. They're back um, in quick, the three again, aren't they? They are, yeah. They've got Tottenham tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, yeah, quick look at the stats. And I did want to bring something up with you, lads. But while I'm bringing up the screen, guys, um, 76, so nearly 80 watching in, in the chat. Uh, so please, please um, hit that like button. Hit uh, hit that subscribe button if you're new to the channel. Help us get over that um at that 1150 mark almost 1200 now so please do that and um yeah um it's amazing the support you've got if you do want to contribute with a super chat please do hit click that dollar sign and all money everything that we that we get in goes into the channel all the shows we do talking tactics all the thumbnails we produce everything that we do goes back in and we're you know we're hoping to really grow the channel over the next year or so so yeah anything is much much appreciated but yeah like and subscribe that'd be amazing so yeah, boys. Stat-wise, as you as you um, uh, said, George, you know, if you were to look at that, you'd think it was a a mauling by Chelsea. Um, sixty-nine percent possession, thirty-one percent for Villa. Eight shots on target for Chelsea. Two shots on target for Villa. Twenty-seven total shots and five for Villa. Now, to me though, um, George, that just shows how wasteful Chelsea were in terms of their shooting, and watching it other than that, those couple of chances that we highlighted i think mudrick had one where like kamara gave the ball away and then he had another one where he got played through but in that second half i didn't feel like they were they were gonna score it was a lot of shots from distance and a lot of shots going over the bar i don't know if you felt that way as well yeah i did i mean don't get me wrong we did it, it did feel like we were sort of under pressure i mean at one stage yeah. about 75 minutes i did say to my mate i said i can't work out whether we're extremely lucky here or whether it's an emery masterclass it was like yeah. somewhere in between. But, you know, yeah, Chelsea needs to be more clinical, really, with the... They weren't guilt-edged chances they had, but they didn't, you know, they didn't make enough in the final third, really. And, um, yeah, we, we were far far more ruthless with the chances we got. And, I mean, we didn't have many chances, but we could have scored another two easy. Well, yeah, I mean, I know their XG, XG was higher, but... McGinn hit the bar. Watkins definitely should have scored that, that one-on-one chance yeah, he had. There was another one with Ramsey, wasn't there, when Ramsey he couldn't see... Watkins, yeah, like, that across, it was another goal, I'd imagine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then we had one right at the end where Watkins uh, chased down and uh, got a, a clearance. So yeah, there was there was we had moments as well on the break there where we looked very dangerous. But you know, in terms of those passes, obviously, yeah, Chelsea dominated. More tackles from us though, more lot, many many more clearances than us. Again, conceding corners, but I don't I didn't we do that a lot. Have too much, yeah. Didn't recall them uh, having too many chances off corners. Um, three yellow cards for each side, and the fouls were fairly fairly consistent. But yeah, I, I'm I'm in your camp. I don't think it was quite an Emery masterclass, but I don't think it was. Like I said, I think we kind of still kept them at arm's length. If if you know what I mean, I don't think that they, you know, Kanté had one chance in the second half that went wide, but. I never thought that we were massively in danger, and I always thought that we could be a threat on the break. Um, mm. So yeah, it was it was it was just a it was just a good performance. Um, 
Where have we got to here? Uh, Gary said, the new manager at Chelsea surely won't be allowed to sign any more players. Kev, jump on if you're watching, mate. Villa, good at seeing off Chelsea managers. Yeah, um, we saw Mourinho off years ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Rich mm. Edwards is in the house. What a result. Absolutely, mate. What a result. Um, Gaza, Man U, Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs all in turmoil whilst we steady the ship at Villa. What a time to be a villain. Yeah, Kante came close. Mark says there was second half, there was only that Kante chance. That was pretty much it. The other thing I was going to say as well about the substitutions that um, the substitutions that uh, Potter made, that Chelsea made. I mean, there's a lot of money there, but I didn't really think that their substitutions did a lot. No, I mean, they brought on Conor Gallagher, Kante. Um, it's the young, the young lad, uh, the winger, isn't he? Mukele, uh, from PSV, isn't he? The winger. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, they didn't bring up, bring on anyone that was going to threaten the game. They brought two midfielders who are kind of very defensive, and yeah. con- well, kind of got a bit more box of box, but still, he didn't really go forward that much. And then you've Kante, who's a defensive player. Then you bring yeah. on a winger, Madweke, no Gallagher, and Pulisic. And Pulisic and Gallagher didn't come on until the 80th minute. Wait, Pulisic was on the pitch? Yeah, came on at 80th minute. So didn't even, didn't, yeah, he didn't make didn't any. He he did, yeah, he didn't make any subs until they were two 0 down. And, I and actually the, genuinely did not know Pulisic was playing. Yeah, I did, that, that just goes to show. Um, Chelsea absolutely pillaged Brighton, didn't they, for all of their backroom staff, for all the recruitment people, and as well. So this wasn't. This must have been a big decision to get rid of Potter because he's got to be central to all their future plans. I mean, now what are they going to do? They've literally said they've got everyone there that Potter worked with, and now they've got rid of Potter. I think yeah, really they were done this season, so they should have just left him in. And well, just that's wait what I think. Yeah, season. I was just about to say that. Why get rid of him now when you've got no chance of getting Europe? Really, um, obviously you can get in the the Conference League or whatever, but. Do they really want that? They've got no chance of getting the Champions League. Just might as well just. They're keep still it. in the Champions League, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. They? I, maybe they're thinking of that. Yeah. yeah. I thought, and yeah. I thought Todd Bowley was going to be a bit patient because it looked like he was holding his patience with Potter as opposed to say, you know, <laughs> if there was a slight chance of getting a bad run. He was slicing your throat. But with Bowley, I thought he was going to be patient with him, give him this year. See where it goes, and then start again next year. And then if it's the reality happen, of losing, they can't accept that, can they? They'd be so no. used to winning everything. That's the it. fans lost the fans. You yeah. lose the fans. You yeah, don't. you lose the fans. It's over. Yeah, bit, yeah. bit like Rich when he went to Forest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary says, uh, "Just wish Brendan would get straight back up if he gets fouled because he's liability if he stays down and nothing's given." Yeah, he just need to get that out of his game a little bit. Savas says. The difference is under Gerald, the players were going to college. Under Emmy, they're studying at university, taught by a professor for a nice, master's degree put. in professional football. Great, great. I mean, just the just the pictures of him on the coach back on the way back, like doing all his analysis and stuff. Like he just doesn't stop. He just doesn't he? stop. No, grind doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's even on big chances, says Duncan. Uh, I saw a lot of desire from us defensively. Yeah, yeah. that that's what's so good to see now. Like, and as I say, it's. You keep a settled back four or back five, you know, obviously Cash is out at the moment. So we know that Ashley Young steps in. Moreno's getting growing into the game. But that kind of three, that Martinez, Mings, Conza, that's so important to have that as like a solid base, isn't it? He looks really switched on at the minute, Mings, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We all know what yeah. he's, he can have a little um, drift, but he's 
I think at the minute he's so focused and he's playing really well. You know what I think it is as well is that I've, I've constantly said it the fact that he does not have the capacity on his shoulder, that pressure from the fans like you're the captain, you should be performing week in, week out, leading by example. But now that he doesn't have that, we're looking to John McGinn now, and he admittedly he's doing it really well because he's kind of lucky he has Emery as opposed to Mings probably having Dean Smith and well, no disrespect to Dean Smith, and then he's after having Gerard, which mounted the pressure on him. And then since that captain's been gone. Means he's been our best and a half, and we really do miss him when he's not on the pitch. So, I think when he doesn't have that armband on, he's that bit better because the spotlight's not on him as much. Yeah, hundred percent. And I also think part of the reason why we're not in that discussion for European places is because people don't rate Mings for whatever reason, like you yeah. don't see him, and like because every podcast I've been on with other other football teams, they all say Mings is rubbish, and I'm like. Are you watching the same games? Are you actually do you actually watch Aston Villa because he's been one of our best players all season? I have like, an argument at work with my mate pretty much daily. He cannot stand Bings, and he's like, "You'll never do nothing with him at centre back." I was like, "He's having a good season, mate." No, he's crap. He's you know he's full of himself. He's chewing chewing gum. He doesn't care. He's thinks he's better than he is. What does like, that have to know. What does that have to do with whether he's a good footballer or not? I yeah, don't I understand know. that. And I, can't, they, I can't convince him, Rich. Yeah, He's and the Eagle Eye Football Lads said uh, when we put Mings in the team, well, when Rich put Mings in the team, they were like, no, 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 Mark Guy and Jakob Anderson, now Mings, Mings doesn't get in here. I'm, and I'm like, Mings gets ahead of the two of them. Yeah. And then what happens? Jakob Anderson goes and gets an own goal while Mings kept a clean sheet. Yeah. Problem is, well, well, once people make up their mind on something, it doesn't matter what happens after, does it? They, uh, they decided, and that's that. So that's it. You know, it's, it's, it's probably because, like, all the, like loads of the Newcastle ones that are gone, they don't rate him, or Nottingham Forest, they don't rate him. But he's probably or Leeds obviously had a bit of thing with Leeds back and forth. It's probably because they've seen him made one mistake in a game, or he's cl- he's tried to clear it and he's sliced it. But I mean, like I say, like you tell me, a central defender that doesn't make any mistakes, like. You know, Kula Bali, like you know, he's been shocking. Champions League centre back for Napoli, and he he's he's not great in the Premier League. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean he's a bad footballer. Like, but you know, I like I say, Ming, Mings to me has been has been one of our it's best. And I, I honestly do think that part of the the kind of the villain not being in that conversation because you even hear uh, like pundits saying it. You know, when they talk about the England thing with centre-backs and stuff, like why Maguire still getting in, get in when he can't play for United. And they go, oh, you know, Mings isn't isn't anywhere near the level. I'm just like, what, what level does he need to be at? Like, starting in the Premier League, keeping got clean sheets with the team that's in the, the third best in the league at the moment. Like, what what do you want? Like, Or do you want to play a player who's not even getting in the side? That's <laughs> a okay thing. He probably wants him to play for Man City. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, just sure it just it just gets gets on my nerves a little bit. Um what Adam says, still hesitant to think about Europe, but if we can win these next two, dot dot dot. Well, yeah, we'll get on to that. Rich says organizing all knowing their job. Beautiful to see Unai Emery is elite. Kevin can't jump on, he's got the kids to sort. No problem at all, mate. Deco says Pulisic and Madwiki. Um Gaza, nice to have you on, Kev. Absolutely, <laughs> mate. In-game management was awesome. It's from Emery. Uh, Kante was their best offensive player that second half says a lot, says Adam. Um, and he's a defensive player, and he's actually yeah. a defensive player. Like, yeah. Um, 
There's a couple of comments around like Leicester games. So let's let's get on to it now. So Heredio mm -hmm. Gomez says, could do without without the new manager bounce at Leicester. Dot dot dot. So Martin, obviously we we played we played Leicester about a month or so ago. It was a good game mm -hmm. of football. Ultimately, Villa came off the wrong end of a four-two defeat. Um, we know they've got good players. What do you think Rogers leaving today does for them? I don't know. I think it might actually boost their spirits a little bit because from what I've heard is that apparently there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on that they were starting to go against Rodgers. And that was probably from the start of the season, hence why Schmeichel left and didn't bring in a replacement. Or It was probably from the very start of the season. And it might lift their spirits a little bit now that coming into this game. And, and I don't know, is James Madison still fit? Or... He was playing. It was playing on the other the other day because I think they were saying that like he dropped to his knees when like Mateta scored in the last minute, so he was definitely playing. Um, I think that Pereira's back as well. That record because he scored a great goal. The right back, yeah, yeah. But they're still weak at goalkeeper. Um, yeah, like I think this time we just need to be a bit more defensively solid because obviously in the last game it was just lacks of concentration that the mistakes cost us that that's what where we lost the game like we were all over them chasing the game and you know Patino unfortunately got a disallowed goal and you know I felt like we were all over them I felt like we were going to score but unfortunately it was just a lack of concentration well, we gave and three just, or four goals that game that's it we it was did. just our lack gave of concentration and mistakes yeah. is, is just what gave them the win and now I think this obviously we set up differently away from home, and I think we'll definitely get a result Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. George, your thoughts on kind of the the situation with Rogers? Like for me, I I think I think this new the new manager bounce or the manager going is probably too like the impact won't be felt. I personally feel like as early as Tuesday, I actually think they'll probably be in a little bit of chaos. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, I'd imagine it'll only be a caretaker. But I'll tell you, I have to give you a bit of credit here, Martin, because you were the only one at the start of the season. We'd done all our predictions and you had Leicester in trouble. Yeah. And I think it was me and Kev, we were like, no, me and Sam, I think it was. And we were like, Leicester would be like top eight. And I was adamant. I was like, you've got that wrong, Martin. But Hell look. it's funny, isn't it? That they sort of, they started really, really poorly. And then they, re then they suddenly started winning a load of games. And it was just, I think the World Cup come and they were flying. But then when the World Cup finished, they then I think they lost four in a row. Then they won four in a row. And then they started lo they just keep winning and losing in bunches. And I just think they've never got any confidence going this season. I mean, it's a, it's a good team. I think on paper, they've probably got a better team than we have. But I just think, I don't know, is it, is it the fact that he's been in, what, three, four years now? And the voice has just become, you know, they've, just, they've heard it all. You know, I think players now, I said this on the group chat earlier, I just think when things start going against you, I think players now just lay down too easy and just think, you know, yeah. the manager will get sacked. You know, we'll see what happens after that. We'll take our chances rather than yeah, trying to get involved. Yeah. They look, they look to a lot of players now, probably a reflection on society. Like people tend to look at outwardly at other things rather than look at themselves in terms of what they can do to improve. They'll kind of blame everybody else yeah. before they look at themselves. Um, I mean, like I say, that's a sweeping statement on Leicester. I'm sure. I'm sure in the press they'll say, "Oh, it's down to us," or "It's this." But as a general rule, it'll be like, "Right, right. it's the manager." But maybe I don't just think, got a bit stale there. Yeah, I don't think they've re reacted well to Vardy kind of losing his stature. 
Ian Nacho is always in and out. He always plays well for us against us, but doesn't generally play too consistently. Patson Dak hasn't hit the ground running as well as he probably they probably thought. And then in midfield, you know, they've not really settled. Indeed, he's been in and out. And then one or two of their other players just they, they can't seem to get a settled side. But they've done a little so, yeah. bit in January, didn't they? And it looked like it was actually just before we played them. And I can't think of the lad, the, the, the winger, but he had an absolute Tete. stormer. Yeah, had an absolute yeah, stormer, Tete, didn't yeah. he? And you thought this is the sort of player that's going to change their season. But I've not heard of his name since. Yeah. So obviously that was a bit of a flash in the pan that day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think as well as one big thing as well, probably the goalkeeper. Like, why didn't they get a replacement for Michael? But I remembered that they're actually in a bit of financial trouble after all their spending on Thielemans and the Madisons, you know, but never actually generated money from transfer sales. So now they're kind of like, I'm not, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say like Everton, you know, because they're just in a scrap altogether. But they've come to the point now they can't spend without selling one or two players. They need to sell Madison, really, to balance. It's, it's they're in a similar position we were in with Grealish. They've got probably a really high wage bill now, and they're not performing like they were. Mm. So they'll need a, you know, what's Madison going to cost? 80, 90 million probably when he goes? Oh, yeah, no, he won't okay then. You don't think so? No, he won't no. be that much now. How old is he? I don't I know how old he is. I think I think, I think it's like 26, 27, but I think... Well, uh, it might be far off, lads. No, I don't think Depends he will. No, I, think he'd be, I, t- I think he'd be like 30, 40. No, I don't think he'll be more than that far. No, no he, I'd probably say tell 50. Me where he's actually been really standout. Madison. No, well, this, this season he's been fantastic. But yeah, they, like, they'd be bottom of the league if he wasn't yeah, there. He's still, it's still injury records. Like he was only really good before the World Cup. And yeah. then what's he done after yeah. the World Cup? Yeah, well, I mean, well, to be fair, he, he played well against us. Like he did, he really did. He's a worry, oh, and I think I think Gaza said that. Um, oh, I take you, him too, but it's yeah. just that injury record for me. And then before the World Cup, he was fantastic. He was playing out of his skin, probably the best number ten in the league. After the World Cup, I've not really heard oh Madison doing this, Madison doing that, Madison doing this. It's kind of his form's kind of dropped. I don't know well, whether that's to do with Rogers and his confidence going down. Yeah, Sorry? yeah. I think that's what Smart is saying with injury record. Like maybe that does affect his price. I think last season, I think Newcastle were after him, weren't they? And they were probably talking yeah. like 60, 70 million. He's probably wishing I he'd think gone. He's probably a little bit less now, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, few comments coming in. Um, Kev says Mings is superb at the minute. Should be a shoe in for England. And remember, I said he was my surprise package of the season after Gerard dropped him. Yeah, mm. you won't let us forget it, mate. So. We definitely remember that. Uh, Rich says, few good additions in the summer. Big push next year. Carry on this form. Uh, eight points off the Champions League, says Adamski. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, yeah, mate. Yeah, let's not go that far. Um, just, yeah. Paul says, uh, hi, Rich. Uh, Fowler. <laughs> All right, Fowler. Fowler. <laughs> Fowler and Martin, how are you guys? I think if we win again, there's no manager Leicester. Paul Nutt and Forrest will be three points off the top four. Go for Champions League now. Wow. That does depend on the results. So, like, you know, <laughs> Gary says steady on. Yeah. Deco says, do dead foxes bounce? <laughs> I'm not sure. Do so dead what, uh, my, my, only, my only worry, Um, do you think our runners come a bit early? What's that? Because I, I was having a chat on Twitter with someone this morning and they were like, um, uh, they were sort of going, oh, if we were to get like 10 points out of our next four games or whatever. But I was like, yeah, I said, you top that onto the back of the run we're already on. And that's Premier League winning form, probably. Can, can we really sustain it for that long? I wonder whether we might have just hit, hit form a little bit early. I don't know. 
It's a tough. And the next month is the one, isn't it? In April, is yeah. we've got like six yeah. games. April, April's crucial. We have Brentford, yeah. Brighton. No, sorry, we Forest, Leicester, Fulham. Newcastle. Either Brentford or Brighton, Newcastle, Brentford or Brighton as well. There's a few players at the end of it. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think I think we, it's inevitable that we're gonna lose a couple of the, these games. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think we'll get your predictions in a bit. We'll get your team line or any changes that you're making a bit, lads. <coughs> Guys in the chat, please let us know like any changes you'd make for, for Tuesday and any score predictions you've got as well. But um yeah, I, I think it's inevitable that we'll lose at some point. I think Newcastle's going to be a really tough game. United away is always a tough game. And I think Brentford away will be a tough game. But We've lost if, every if, game there, haven't we? If you can sprinkle a couple of draws in there to keep that kind of consistency going, then I don't mind so much. But hmm. at this moment in time, I imagine the players just want to play matches. They just want to get on that pitch and play because when you're winning, it's a habit, isn't it? You just want to keep winning and winning and yeah, winning. Yeah, just keep the momentum going. Yeah. Players are scoring, you know, obviously Watkins scoring, McGinn scoring. The last game, Louise scored, Buendia scored. You know, Bailey's going to want to get on the score sheet. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be that little bit of healthy competition with players whereby they're going to want to want to keep impressing. So there's nothing better than playing matches when you're in this form, when you're in this winning form. When you're losing, you've got loads of matches coming up. It's terrible. It's horrible. But because you're winning, you just want to keep them coming. Um, Gary says probably the Forest manager will be gone when we play them as well. Rod says that Rogers has spanked us several times over the year. I'm happy he's gone. Hmm. Adam said, I don't think they'll have anyone in by Tuesday, so hopefully we can take advantage. They're down there for a reason after all. Um, Mark says, the only worry with Leicester is Madison. Yep, keep him quiet, I think. Emery would have planned for all outcomes, and I'm in no doubt he'll have a plan to succeed, says Rich. Um, would we take any of the Leicester players in the summer, lads? Well, yeah. I'd take I'd take uh, Barnes. Madison I'd take and Ndidi. Madison. I don't think I'd take Ndidi now. He's too injury prone. I'd... I take Ian Acho or Daka, one of the two. I think we could, there's a, I think there's a player in there. But definitely Barnes and uh, what about Jewsbury Hall. Okay. He's oh, all right. yeah. I, like no, I take him. He's he's good. He's very good. I take him or leave. Sure. I, I think we get so wrapped up with these Ward Prowses, Jewsbury Halls, like for me, they're just standard English academy centre midfielders. I don't, you don't like see double barrel surnames, do you? By the sound yeah, of it. Yeah, and the double barreled thing, yeah. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> Although Loftus Cheek, well. I don't mind him. Yeah. But like, I just think they can ping a nice pass. They can get box to box. They can do that. I just don't see, like, I don't see what they do that's above average. Like, Madison is special and he's got that little bit of, like, I know they're slightly different players, but yeah. If, what I don't see what Jewsby Hall does any more than McGinn does. Yeah, he's the same sort of player. He gets, I, I like his, his, his energy. He just buzzes yeah. around. I think we, yeah. it was Villa last year on his debut. And, um, yeah, he was really good. Just confident and, you know, straight from the first minute. Played really well. Yeah, he's not a bad player. Um, Adamski says, we're all thinking like Villa fans pre-Emery. Almost impossible not to. Should we be changing our expectations or is it too soon? It's a good yeah, question, so mate. It's a really good question. You know, trying to go for the heights. I, I saw one tweet, some lad said it in Spanish, but it was translated that he thinks Villa will get Europa League and favourites for the title next season. I was kind of like, now let's calm down there. <laughs> I was like, no, I know he's a tact, I know Emery's a tactician and he set up for the way that he wants to play against teams, but it's one around say we're going to be favourites for the title next season. No, I'm not having that. 
I don't think anybody here would want that because then you're only setting yourself <laughs> up for failure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, lads, we're on 98 watches. I think we hit, oh, we're on 101 now, so we're over 100. So that is amazing numbers. So fantastic. Thank you so much for your support, guys. Please, as I said before, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Um, it is amazing to get that. And if you do, as I say, want to get, there's so many chats coming in. If you want your chat to get to the top, hit that dollar sign, get your super chat in. Obviously, everything goes to the channel, and we, 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 you know, we want to keep doing these shows and, and getting great content out to you. But you guys make the shows with your comments. Uh, great one from Nigel Tielemans. He would look at odd hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I would take Tielemans. He's on a free this summer too. Yeah, big wages. Yeah. Big wages. Uh, Not what they could probably do with yeah, shifting Chel- up their wage bill. Leicester sold Chelt for Fani. Yep. Deontay, we shouldn't be phased by what's happened at Leicester. We just have to stick to what we've been doing best under Emery, and we'll be fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have we else we got? Uh, Paul says, Rich, what's happened to these top former players who never worked as managers in the Premier League? Gerard Lampard, Vieira, and other managers to go. Hassan Hutton Potter, Rogers, that's seven sacked, and Conte. Oh, is it the, the, Premier, the, the top players is a weird one um, because. Like I say, you, you can never. You can, there's so many variables with it. You can never guarantee, lads, that, that a great player is going to make a great manager. And, and generally, the averages say that it doesn't. I think Vieira could count himself a little bit unlucky. I think Company will be one that will be interested in when when they get into the Premier League next season because everyone's raving about him. Um, but I, sometimes it could be that you know that effect of players can't do what they that the players that they manage and can't yeah. do what they used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think it's another thing as well of Vieira, Lampard and Gerrard. These were players who had little bubbles that they simply had to be the best and no one was allowed in this bubble. And it feels like, maybe not Lampard, but Vieira and Gerrard kind of brought that into their managerial career with their that little bubble and they don't want any help. And it's like, when a player doesn't do something to their standard, why couldn't you do that? I could have done that and I've done that and I've done that. If I can do it, you can do it. And that just doesn't work. Lampard maybe not so much done it but like you know that little bubble of assess with being the best and and you're bringing that into your managerial career where you need to be open and expansive and receive help from all angles as much as possible and if you don't do that it it just goes to show Gerard Lampard Fiera sacked yeah and I I, I think that's what it is yeah yeah true true mate uh so I've got a question uh so Jack says, and I'll get your guys' thoughts, he'd like to see Duran start, but it won't happen, but he'd like to see it. So on the mm. basis of that, uh, George, would you make any changes to this team on on Saturday, on Tuesday night, bearing in mind Kamara started at first? Oh, I don't really know, really. You know, I said, I said a couple of extra days training for Kamara. I just think he got caught a bit cold yesterday. But if he's if he's fit, he's got a start, hasn't he? He's the best player on our team, so I'd be tempted to probably go again with the same lineup. Um, yeah. Bailey, do you think Bailey comes in for Buendia? Maybe. Maybe no, it's such a quick turnover in like a couple of days. But really, you've just won two 0 at Stamford Bridge. You know, you've got. I'd stay the same myself. I mean, you've got enough enough of the game to freshen it up, haven't you? You can make the changes. You know, 60, 70 minutes, like we predicted the other day. And that's what we did. Bailey come on, didn't he? And give Chelsea a bit of a run around yesterday. Mm. Martin, would uh, you keep that settled uh, side and then maybe look to Nottingham Forest to freshen it up a little bit? Or would you 
yeah, would you go the other way? Would you make a couple of changes for this game? Bearing in mind, like Callum Chambers came on, he went five at the back. <coughs> what would you, what would you, what would you think? I was just about to say, I'd probably bring Callum Chambers in and go five at the back. Uh, I know, admittedly, that that was only used to try and hold out the game, but I think we'll have a lot more of Leicester. Yeah, yeah. I know we should do, but at the same time, I thought we played better when Callum came, Chambers came on, you know, when as opposed to Kamara, because I know, and like I said, Kamara only came on, you know, probably because he was there and the fact that it was probably a bit too early. But then when Chambers came on, we looked really solid with McGinn, Ramsey and Louise in front of the, but it wasn't really a back five as such. It was kind of like a three, five, two, more or less, because the wing, the, the fullbacks were still going up. It's not as if they were staying back. I'll so give, I'll I think give it up trying to work out his in-game tactics. He yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. I think I go with that. I, I give Chambers a start for his performance. It was great performance. That's one to think about. It is, it is, but I tend to lean towards what you're saying, George. I don't think he will. I think Kamara will want to make amends for his last performance against Leicester. And I like you say just to eat just I know he said that he limped off though so maybe he said he'd have to see what he's like for Tuesday oh, so he really? might not be that. fit um, but I'd, I've got a sneaky feeling Bailey will come in for Buendia maybe um, maybe it's probably alright but yeah other or than maybe that, Bailey in for Kamara yeah but then you've change yeah, shape what, what, yeah you want your midfield then uh, your midfield yeah. is Louise McGinn-Ramsey yeah, but he's, he usually has that that like four, isn't it? Like two, yeah. two, two. But he's gone with a four-three-three when Kamara was out, you know. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't think he might many changes. I think Young will probably. Someone's asked a question: Do we think Young will be able? Right, Rachel says: Do you think Young can do the game on Tuesday as well? Obviously, he's against. Is he te- Harvey Barnes? He be against? Yeah, he normally plays um, well against us, Barnes, doesn't he? Yeah. But I don't know who else we've got. Because they've uh, got play, he will play. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> Villaview Pockets is on now too. Adam, Adam, this is better in my opinion. More interactive with sport is always more fun. Thanks, mate. We love thanks, what, mate. We, we love the Villaview as well. But I mean, to have ninety-one watching when those guys are on is amazing. So thank you guys so much for your support. I mean, you know, I know they've got twenty-some thousand subscribers. We're getting to. 1,000, hopefully 1,200 pretty soon. So to have you guys watching is, is crazy. But um, we shouldn't be too long anyway, so we can jump over and watch them in a bit. Um, just going to go over some stats uh, for for Leicester uh, and Villa. So obviously, very, very quick turnaround. Um, but um, but yeah, worth, worth having a look at the stats nonetheless. Um, so... 27 total games in the Premier League. Uh, not a great record for Villa against Leicester, as, as we pointed out last time. Six wins in total. Four mm. at home, only two away wins. Ten draws. Um, obviously lost 4-2 earlier this season in a bit of a bit of a crazy game. Drew 0-0 last season at their place. Beat them 2-1 at Villa. And then lost 2-1 and 1-0. And we beat them 1-0 the season before. Um Look at this recent form, though. It's crazy. Like, we've lost... We've won four out of the last five, drawing the other one. They've lost four out of the last five, drawing that one, which obviously... That's got to be the most important stat, Rich. 
yeah. So you know, very much on the on a <laughs> very 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 much in terms of form, like. You know, we like I've just said, we'll want to just continue playing games. They're wondering where the next victory is coming from. Um, we're ninth now. We don't have to say eleventh. Get in. Yes. Uh, Leicester nineteenth. Um, we've won twelve. They've won seven. We've drawn five. They've drawn four. They've lost seventeen games this season. We've lost eleven. Um, average goals scored. They they're slightly higher than us, but they're also almost two goals a game that they're conceding. And we're 1.39 now, so that's getting better for us. Nine clean sheets for us this season and six clean sheets for them. They do create slightly more chances than us, but as we said, they, they do concede, you know, quite a few goals. So, yeah. Um, thoughts on those stats, Martin, and uh, and your thoughts on what you think will happen tomorrow in terms of, uh, sorry, Tuesday in terms of um, scoreline and everyone else, get your, get your score predictions in the, in the chat and we'll, we'll get them read out. Look, I know it obviously shows that we don't have a good record against Leicester, but I just think now this time they're really there for the taking, like Chelsea was. Uh, obviously, our form, four wins out of five, four clean sheets. They're, like you said, they're wondering where their next win is coming from, nearly losing already half their games in a, like in a full season of the Premier League. It is shocking. And... I'm glad I was right that they were going to be in trouble when you lads were slating me for it. Um, but I just think that this is a game we should really now capitalise because Brentford will have Man United away. You know, Bournemouth are playing Brighton. Hopefully we're asking Bournemouth for another favour. Yeah. Uh, and then, who else? Liverpool, who have Liverpool got? Chelsea. Liverpool have Chelsea. Liverpool, Chelsea, yeah. And so that's, that's where you're hoping for a draw, just to kind of leapfrog them again. So I think we can go to Leicester and I think we can beat them comfortably. What do you reckon? I'm going to go for another clean sheet. I'm going to say 2-0. I'm going to go Watkins and Jacob Ramsey. Watkins and Ramsey. Nice. I like that. I like that. A few comments coming in before I get your uh, your shout, George. Uh, Paul said he'd bring Carlos in. I think uh, I think Emery said he's not ready to right start. Back, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he said he thinks Carlos can play CDM, but that'd be a, a tough tough ask. Villa nineteen eighteen. Martinez, Young, Mings, concert, Alex Moreno, Chambers, Louise, McGinn, Watkins, Duran, and Ramsey. A lot of people want Duran Duran in the team, don't they? Uh, I seen a tweet from him today that he put up loading ball and a pen. Yeah, it could be some sort of boot deal or something, maybe. Yeah. Adamski said we should win this. There will be extra leggy after losing. Jack says Carlos is a shout to be fair, but more likely Forrest. I think we're gonna beat Leicester and lose to Forrest. Oh I don't know about I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh we'll talk relegation in a second because Rich asked the, asked a great question before Watkins breaking records left, right, and centre. Bailey's a perfect sub but not a starter. Mm. Uh what else have we got? We've got score lines coming in. So, Jordy Villain says Villa wins 7 1. Someone else said, I think Paul, I think Paul Welford said, yeah, I think Leicester won Aston Villa 7. I think we we're asking a lot there, boys. I think we we're asking a lot there. Um, Mark says Leicester won Villa 2. Uh, Jay says proper bogey team, Leicester, but I think we may turn them over 2 1. Uh, Marine Boy says Villa is going to thump someone soon. A good old-fashioned five-nil. That would be brilliant. I'm actually going to the game, so that'd be amazing if that if that happened. Rich says two-nil Villa win. 
Love the shamrock here, Rich. Good man. Yes, Jack says 4-0 Villa on Tuesday. Gaza says 3-0 Villa. Uh, Deontay says Leicester 0, Aston Villa 1. Um, another shout for Durant from Gaza out on the left, maybe. I do think we'll see him over the next couple of couple of games, though. George, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the score for, for Tuesday night? Um, yeah, I think I, at the moment, the away form is so bloody good, isn't it? It's hard to not think we'll, we'll do it again. I mean, a lot of them statue put up there, especially the history with Leicester. A lot of those defeats come in the 90s. They were like a really bogey team for us. Yeah, but whenever we played Leicester, we lost. I mean, yeah. but re- recent record isn't isn't too bad, I don't think. So I'm not really too worried about that. Um, it'll just be one of those. If we, I mean, they'll be shattered. They've just lost their manager. They've just been done in the 94th minute against Palace. You'd think that their heads are going to be right down. So, you know, early, I think we just start fast. You get the first goal, I think it becomes a, a comfortable day for us. You know, obviously it can go the other way as well if we were to concede it. And then their fans, then, you know, it becomes a bit of a um, backs against the wall, you know, let's start fighting. Even though I think it's a bit too late for them to be doing that. But yeah, um, as I said, our away form is decent. So I'd fancy us again, uh, maybe 1 0. Who gets it? Uh, it's got to be Watkins at the moment. He's the man, isn't he? Yeah. Six six away consecutive four away games, huh? Eleven a, eleven this real. season now he's got, so he's he's already equaled last season's total. Yeah. How many yeah. does he get, boys, before the end? I'd like to say I'd like to think he could get sixteen. Yeah. I think he gets yeah, sixteen. Right. I don't I don't think he'll quite get twenty, but I think sixteen. He'll go on a little bit of a run where he doesn't score, but at this moment in time he looks like he's gonna score every game. Uh, and also um, do we beat the 55 points that Dean Smith got when we come we we're on 41 now aren't we so we need what 14 points from 9 uh, 15 points from 9 games yeah yeah should do, should I think we? we do I think we do I think we do it's a tough ask six, six, to win 6 out of 9 or... I think we go close yeah I think I think we probably I think we probably match it yeah, I think we'll get like 57, 58. I think we might just live here. These next two are massive. Like you get six points out of the next two, you get into forty-seven. Then you, you know, yeah, yeah, kind of really looking at that doing it. Then I think mm. we've got to get the. If we, we've got to get six points out of these next two. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a tough. Only when you paint it that way, winning five out of nine games. I mean, you can say you could draw a couple as well as that, but it's it's a big ask. It's a massive ask. It's definitely the Forest and Leicester games because some of the others are looking quite difficult, aren't they? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rachel says 2 0 Villa. Duncan says 3 0 Villa. Uh, Gary says uh, Leicester Foxes 1, Lions 2. Like it. Mm. Uh, Villa 1982 says Villa, uh, Leicester 0 Villa 2, Watkins and Duran. Um, and who else have we got? Paul says Villa could. Villa are due a massive thrashing. It's coming on Watkins' hat-trick. I would like to see Watkins score more than one goal in a game. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. I'd love That's that. That's hat against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the days when we scored seven against Wimbledon twice, says Mark. Hmm. Uh, if Villa get the first goal, it'd be a rout, says Duncan. Uh, Paul says, Watkins reminds me of Danny and Atkinson. He was my hero and all-time favourite striker at Villa. Definitely one of my, my heroes as well. Um, yeah, just I think generally lots of people saying that we 
that we win. Um, I think I actually do think we win. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say three one. Um, I think I think think it'd be fairly comfortable for us. Um, and I think Watkins again. I think Watkins actually does get two, and I think Bailey gets one. Bailey. Yeah. I think Kevin might not like you for that one. I think he gets his first away goal. Um, I think you've got to like put a bit of pressure on Leicester, like in the box, like in the air, and that because they conceded loads of goals from set pieces. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't think I didn't think our tactics were right when we played them at home. We that, kind of played uh, into their trap rather than trying to exploit their weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and I've got a couple of just just little little finishing questions. I stuff some of the guys. Um, Rich says, uh, actually, we'll do this one first. Do you prefer us home or away? With the form of us away from home, is top draw. What what do you what do your what are your thoughts, uh, Martin? I'll come to you first. Hmm. I, I do prefer us away actually because we set up so differently away from home. Because at home we want to control the ball, we want to, you know, dictate the play, and then when we're away from home, we're catching teams on the counter, which we do that really, really well. So I do, I do prefer us away from home, but us, yeah, away from home. But I like us at home too at the minute. But I have to go with away from home. Yeah. What about you, George? Yeah, same. Um, I like, I like the way we play away. We sort of. We're more backs against the wall. We defend better. It's just yeah, it's more more dark arts, which I love. But yeah, we just seem to um, it's almost a bit like when when O'Neill was in charge, we used to have a great away record, didn't we? Yeah. Whereas mm. I'm, start, I'm starting to trust us at home. It's taken me a little while because it always feels like there's too many there's too many factors against us at home. You get the edgy crowd, and you get we try and play a bit too open and free flowing, and get caught quite often. But these last few, like the Palace game. And the uh, who else do we do after that? Bournemouth game. Bournemouth. I'm starting to think now maybe maybe it's, it's becoming a bit better at home as well. So you know if you can have both both home and away going well, you're you're going to be shooting up that league table. And if I go oh, to a bit more home games, we'll never lose at home. Yeah, lucky charm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I do like us away from home, and I think we've got a real set structure and a set plan to play away from home. What I like about us at home though is that's helping us a bit more is this is the set moves that we've got that will get through teams and we're getting used to that like creating those you know patterns of play because yeah when you play at home you've got to you've got to have a go-to you've got to have almost like a go-to way of playing that's gonna that's gonna create chances because you're gonna teams are gonna sit off and they're gonna yeah. and they're going to let you have the ball and where we've struggled is trying to break teams down but because we've now got this you know, we'll almost like invite these teams onto us to then be able to go bump, 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 and we're in. And you've only got mm. to score one of those because we know we can get back into that organised position and and kind of pick them off after that. So I do like that, but I, I definitely agree. You know, it's so it's great as a as a as a football supporter as well to go and win away from home. It's it's just fantastic. Um, really good question from Adamski says, who is the most improved player under Emery? I think I mentioned this on Twitter as well on the <laughs> podcast. Um, Twitter account. Who's the most play- improved player under Emery? I think Concert. It's a hard question, but what does everyone else think? I say um, John again. Yeah. Me, uh, who have we got here? Gaza says McGinn, McGinn and Mings, 100%. Rich says uh, McGinn or Watkins or Mings, any of those three. Uh, Rachel says many have improved. 
Jack says Costa is still a weakness for me. Costa will be better on the ball, which is massive in this system. I think it means Carlos. Watkins, Mings, McGinn, Louise. Gary says six in six for Watkins and McGinn to score again for me. That's in the game. Uh, Martinez is 34 clean sheets, holds the record. Duncan says Watkins and McGinn. I think I think the, the key point there is the different all the different names. You know, you've got yeah. Watkins getting mentioned, you've got McGinn getting mentioned, you've got uh Mings, you've got Consa, you've got Louise, like you've got six, six or seven different names there getting mentioned as who's improved the most. I mean, Ramsey as well in the last three or four games, he's now looking like a real player. Um, you know, uh so Matty Cash was improving just before his injury, too. Yeah, he was. He was. Watkins, yeah, uh, most improved. No more silly, running more focused. Yeah, he must have been listening to this podcast because I've been saying it for about a year that Watkins <laughs> did way too much running and he needs yeah. to just stay in the areas where he's most where he's most effective. And Emery literally told him, don't run into these areas and look what's happening. So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to take full credit for that. Um, <laughs> uh, last question um, is... Just a general one. Is this season the most unpredictable because you can't tell who's definitely going down? It could be any from 12th down, uh, Richard Ooh. thinks. So I'm going to ask you boys the question, and we'll probably talk about this almost every week. Who goes down? Southampton, Bournemouth, and the last one is tough, you know. Oh, I've got a feeling it might be Forrest. Mm. Wow. There's, there's, no. there's loads of them down there, though, isn't it? It's, yep. Every week it's changing. I'm going to say too good. Southampton, Leicester. Oh. And I'm going to say Forest as well. You think? Oh, okay. I'm going to go with Southampton, Bournemouth, and Everton. Ooh. Everton. Wow. Adam I just saying West Ham. I, I think that's going to be a creepy, creepy relegation from They've no striker, they've no threat off top. Yeah, but Dyche, man, he gets results. He's been good. They've won most yeah. of their home games, haven't they, since he's yeah. been there? Just, just Dyche, think, yeah. Right, yeah, you could. Mate, you were right about Leicester, so, you know, who's who's going to argue? Um, Nigel says Southampton, Leicester, Forest. Villa 1982 says Southampton, Leicester, Leeds. Gaza Leeds, says Southampton, Leeds as a shout. And Leeds. Uh, Paul says Southampton, Chelsea, and Leicester. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Adam says Southampton, Bournemouth, and Everton. Uh, why this relegation? I can remember he's saying Southampton, Bournemouth, and Wolves. But lads, uh, could you imagine? Remember the 0405 season where there was like four teams on the last day of the relegation? Imagine this one, and there's like eight teams that could possibly still go down. I don't think I'm going to be watching the title race. I don't want to watch the series going down. And, and they'll probably all be like, there'll be games where they're playing each other where it's win or bust for one well, of them. It has to be because it's half the bloody league, league rich, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but one thing's for sure is Villa aren't included in that chat. We're on we're on the way to uh, Europa League. Um, what was how can I, I'm just trying to think of the song, but uh, yeah, uh, we've got Super and I Emery, haven't we? So, uh, yeah, we're on our way to the Europa League, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, lads, thank you so much. Thank you for everyone in the chat. I mean, we've, we've, we've nearly an hour and a half, and we've still got 90 people watching and still commenting. Absolutely crazy. Unreal. Unreal. Don't forget, hit that like button, 
subscribe if you're new to the channel. Fantastic uh, chat today. Amazing to beat Chelsea. Um, brilliant run that we're on under um, Unai Emery. On to Leicester on Tuesday. Hopefully with three points. We'll be back with talking tactics across the week. Prediction show for Forest. Um, as always, please remember, we all follow the Villa. Thanks, everyone. Bye, mate.